Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, a.k.a. Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Look, knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry-go-round, but things ain't merry when you're going through the motions. Fulfillment lies in emotions, so why go through life unavailable? Yeah, let's just jump into you're it. I'm, I'm like... This is going to be random, but <laughs> I think it'll still be good. We will see. I still got work stuff coming in. This is going to be crazy. I don't even, <laughs> we'll just let that be the intro. Uh, <laughs> what's up? Hey guys, <laughs> it's already chaotic. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about your last week. Let's talk about the one year. What'd you do? Oh yeah. That oh feels yeah. Like, it feels like a long time ago now. <laughs> um, my one year was great. I had such a fun time. Um, thank you guys for letting me have the week off. It was nice. Yeah. Um, I just had like seven of my friends that are sober women that I've met through the Chicago community come over and we like painted pumpkins and we watched a scary movie and we were just like hanging out in our pajamas and it was like just what I wanted for my one year party. So it was great. And like a, a lot of them brought like cards and like little gifts. And I was like reading them after they left. And I was like mm -hmm. crying. <laughs> they're so, <laughs> they're just so sweet. How many people um, came? It was, it was probably like eight of us total. Dang. Yeah. Um, I don't have a very large, apartment so um I can't have like too big of get-togethers but yeah we were just literally chilling but it was great and we had just we always have such good conversation when I hang out with these with these people and it was just nice to reflect and yeah I like read all their letters um when they left and it was very heartfelt and nice and yeah. Was, was I, it like sobriety driven? Like, did you guys talk a lot about sobriety or do you just kind of hang out and have deep thoughts? Um, like a combination of a bunch of different things. Um, usually like our conversation will start out about sobriety and then it'll kind of like branch into like, you know, we're yeah. complex humans that don't just like live, breathe and think sobriety, even though it can <laughs> seem that way from like a social media standpoint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I'm, I'm so thankful that I met these women through the sober community, but now I just consider them like my good friends. So I'm just very grateful to have them in my life. Um, I'm not going to lie. Like I was on such a high for that Sunday and Monday of that, that week. And then the rest of my week was honestly, like I had a really, really bad like mentally bad week mm -hmm. last week. Um, and I, that's when I texted you, like, I want to talk about mental illness and mental health in this episode. Um, so yeah, it was a weird, like, I felt really, really high those couple of days. And then I felt pretty low. The rest I was going to, I was actually going to ask you about that. Cause I was curious if, it almost feels like you achieved something like not that you didn't cause you definitely did, but it's, 
I could see how like maybe for me, like hitting that one year could be like, I did it. And like, if that would fuck with me mentally a little bit, just because like forever is a long time, right? Like, yeah. so I think one year is like very digestible in a way. Like once you hit the one month, once you hit six months, like, okay, the year. So like, do you think that messed with you any or would it, or do you think it was just coincidence you, you felt down? Yeah. It's hard for me to say, I'm not sure if it was a, if it was just a coincidence or not, but I mean, the thing about the first year is everything is so exciting. You know, it's like, it's your first, you know, it's your first November 1st, it's your first November 15th. And now that I've done it before, not saying it's not still great, but it's just, I've, I've been there. I've done that before. So it's not Mm. as like this, like shiny new, like, I don't want to, it's just like the saying, like a a shiny new toy, you know, like in the beginning, you're just excited. And now it's, it's really my reality. It's just my, my everyday. It's something that I very much so accepted. And so it can be, I don't even know what word to use, but it can be maybe like somber or something. It's like, I'm not sad about it. It's Mm -hmm. just, it becomes. Does anything feel underwhelming? Mm. I I obviously haven't hit a year yet, but I do know like my six month was like, I almost felt underwhelmed. Like I remember, (laughs) I remember posting about it, but I was like, Oh shit. Like, like, I don't know. I think, I think well, with milestones, you ex- you're you're expecting yourself to feel a certain way, and then when you don't, I could see that being underwhelming. But, but I will say, I was like, it, it felt like a birthday. I, I felt overjoyed on that. That's good. The Sunday that I celebrated, and then the Monday that was my actual one year. Um, it just kind of sucks that like the rest of my week was sort of a downfall Mm. and thursday was my last thursday was one of the worst days i've had in a really 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 long time and drinking wise or like like the urge or just um just in general i was just really depressed um and i like forced myself to go on a walk on that day and on when I came back, I didn't, it was a really nice day outside. The weather was nice. And so I just sat on my front steps and I knew I wasn't going to drink. I'm, I'm very, very like confident and sure in myself when it comes to that. But it was the first time in that year that I thought to myself, like, if I drink right now, I would get temporary relief from this feeling. It's just, I'm disciplined enough now to know, like my immediate next thought is yeah and then and then I'd be worse off and then I'd be doing myself a disservice so I kept myself in check but it was scary to I have not thought that way in such a long time so it was bizarre to say the least yeah I know I feel like mine came out of nowhere like when I you know I don't know I was on like month nine or whatever I like it felt like it came out of nowhere and um, that's where, like, I kind of talked about on the podcast last week, but that's where I think you are doing what I should have done, 
where it's like, you're still going hosting meetings. You're still like, I think Mm -hmm. that's truly the difference maker is like sobriety had gotten so easy for me for like, I was in a relationship. Like she wasn't going to let me, you know what I mean? Like I'm in a relationship. She's not going to let me drink. Like we're together most nights. Um, I wouldn't be able to like face her if I did like, that was a big blocker. Life was good. Life was pretty easy. Um, I felt guilty for how easy sobriety was. And like, so I just, I mean, I just didn't really do anything anymore. I, I like disengaged from the community. And then when you have those thoughts, you're not as like, you know, you didn't have a meeting this week where you just like the meetings are kind of reinstalling or reinforcing, like, I don't do this because of this. Yeah. And when you haven't done that for like a hundred some days, you can be weak in that moment. So mm-hmm. that's where like, I think like, like I said on the podcast last week, like you, you've done a lot of work in that sense. And um, I'm glad that your automatic brain reaction was like, Nope, I know how this goes. Like tomorrow's going to be a shit show if I do this and like the week will be even worse. And so like, yeah, that, that moment, like, I know you kind of downplayed it in the sense of being like, I knew I wasn't going to do it or whatever, but like that was hundreds, that was like 50 hours of work right there that made that decision, you know? Right. Just kind of cool to think about because sometimes the meetings feel pointless, right? Sometimes you're in minute 43 of the meeting and you're like, is anyone going to say anything interesting tonight? Like (laughs) I I definitely have those thoughts. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I definitely think I'm in such a, I don't know. I don't want to say good because I was not in a good headspace on that day. On Thursday, I was feeling really shitty about myself and I was being extremely mean to myself. And I was just like tearing myself apart mentally. But I think because of the, yeah, the work that I put into just not only going to meetings, hosting meetings, creating content, like having it just be sort of like a, a daily reminder. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I'm so concrete when it comes to, I can play the tape forward real quick. You know, when I had that, when I had that thought of like, yeah, I would get temporary relief, but that's what it is. It's temporary. It's not going to actually fix anything. Um, what I'm sort of still disappointed in myself about is that day I didn't, I like, didn't reach out to any of my friends. Um, and I think it's because I have now, I feel like I put off this image of like, I do really have it together. And sometimes I don't want to, my pride gets in the way and I don't want to like break that picture and like that image. Um, so I, I should have reached out to somebody on Thursday and I, I just didn't. And on Friday, I actually emailed my therapist and I was able to like, I never see her on Fridays, but like Mm -hmm. she was able to meet with me really quick. And of course I felt better, like after the therapy session, because I like got everything out. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I, you know, I'm not perfect when it comes, when it comes to like my mental health and my mental illness. And sometimes I do let the, the depression and like the self 
loathing. I like let it take over. And, um, but I am proud that I eventually did reach out on Friday. It's just, again, I know I've talked about this in the past, but I, I like wanted to let myself sit in that for some reason. And I don't know why I did that. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting. I know for me, like my brain, maybe this is weird. Maybe it's actually super normal, but my brain doesn't want to reach out to people because I know what they'll say. And like, I just don't want to hear that Mm -hmm. in a weird way. It's like, I don't know. Do you ever just feel like you want to vent and like not get advice? Um, Cause I know in our meetings, we do this thing where now you can, after you say your little spiel, like you can say like, I would love to hear some advice on this. Otherwise we assume that people don't, don't want to get advice. Are you kind of talking about like drinking cravings or are you talking about just like overall? I guess both. Like if, if you were in either situation, if you were having a bad day mentally, or if you were having like relapse thoughts, I don't really, in a weird way, I, I almost like kind of don't want to talk to people if I'm in a bad mood. Like I'm, I feel like I'm very open and stuff, but in the moment, I don't necessarily want to be open unless I'm doing it through music. Like that's kind of the only time I really like want to get it out. Um, And then I feel like my therapist does this perfect balancing act of like feeling out if I just wanted to say that, or if I wanted to kind of discuss it, like, she'll just kind of like pause and like, give me the option to like change the subject or to be like, you know, my therapist has totally taught me to sit in silence, which I feel like we're not our generation and like the generations younger than us. I feel like we're kind of not good with that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But my therapist definitely does the same thing. She'll, she'll give me some time to yeah, change the subject or not. And, or she just gives me a second to like process what I just said or something like that. And that's actually really helped now that I think about it, even though it's awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> you know who like really made me kind of start doing that oddly enough. And I've brought this guy up a lot when it comes to drinking is, is Drake. <laughs> like I used to just watch Drake interviews and they would ask him a question and he would just like sit there in silence for like five seconds. I was like, that's like, so like, I didn't, I didn't know the word, but just like interesting. Like, he doesn't really have anything to say until he thinks about it. Like what? <laughs> or just the fact that he likes to think about what he's going to say before he says it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, I didn't, I didn't know that that's the type of interviewee he was. Drake, but that's yeah, cool. Drake, like, he's a really cool dude. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I don't like his new album, but um, <laughs> I think he's just like a very interesting guy. I think he's like very deep and like i mean he you got to give him credit like he was one of the first dudes to ever like really open up emotionally in the hip-hop world like oh definitely i mean that's a crazy that's a crazy world to just like hop on a song and talk about your feelings and stuff like in not a cool way like i feel like rappers used to maybe talk about it but in a in like a harsh way um Speaking yeah. of songs, 
celebrities, I do want to bring up huh? a couple things that's happened. I said, speaking of celebrities, oh yeah, there's a couple of things I want to bring up. Um, so right now, what's what's today's date? November seventh. So last Thursday, Selena Gomez came out with her documentary, My Mind and Me. Mm-hmm. But then also two days ago, Aaron Carter passed away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you got a chance to look into the documentary at all. I haven't. I, I started listening to her podcast with Jay Shetty this morning, actually. Um, I heard her just kind of, she like was opening up about being bipolar um, mm-hmm. and like kind of handling that relationship and stuff. And then kind of, kind of been following the Aaron Carter thing. Um, that one was super sad. And like Nick's post about it was really sad. I thought just kind of, I mean, that's, that's kind of like the story of addiction, right? Like I, he had to say like, this is a, this was a complicated relationship. I'm glad you finally have peace. Um, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff makes me like really sad. Cause it's just like, I mean, I know where I was at. I know where you were at and like, well, I, I don't know where you were at, but like from what you've told me and to just get like to the point where he was at, I just feel like stuff has to be so bad mm-hmm. to where, but that's a, that's, that's, that's a whole nother story, but like growing up in fame and in like the spotlight, that shit's so bad for you. It's, it's a drug in itself from day one. Yeah, I feel like in the documentary, um, first of all, I loved it. That's What's it like on, the first by the thing way? I wanted. Uh, it's on Apple TV Plus. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. And the reason why I enjoyed it was because it felt extremely realistic. Like she, I, I feel like the words anxiety and depression are pretty commonplace now and that's not a bad thing but i i love how she really portrayed it to like those words hold so much weight when you're really like actually experiencing them and there was a very um melancholy like tone to the whole entire piece and I I kind of saw that coming because I saw an interview from when it premiered and she was like, I know that some people are going to hate this. I know that some people are not going to like this, but all and she's like, I don't that does not bother me. I just want I just want everyone to feel something after they watched it. And like, that's exactly what happened. And it's just so nice to see a celebrity and someone with her platform be like. I understand what it's like when it gets bad, when it gets like really, really ugly. And she, I was, as the documentary went on, I was like texting you at the time and it doesn't seem as though she had specific like substance abuse issues, but I know she did have like an addiction to perfection. And I think that's something that's not talked about enough And it put her in such a bad place mentally that she ended up in the hospital, you know? And so it's just weird to have like that documentary come out 
I was going through a weird episode on Thursday. And then also to hear about the Aaron Carter situation, it was just like, our minds are so powerful and we need to take care of them like first or else we can find ourselves in, you know, a rut of substance abuse or addiction. And I don't know. It's just like, I feel like Selena's like finally shining a light on this conversation in like a very, very, even if it's making other people uncomfortable, she's, she's shining a light in a very realistic way. And then with the Aaron situation, it's like, this is real life. Like people can die. Like it, it, this isn't like, I don't know. It's just, it's serious. And I weirdly felt better after watching the documentary. Um, even though it doesn't necessarily have a happy ending, it doesn't have a sad ending. It just ends. (laughs) I think there's, I think there's like a weird comfort that comes with knowing someone else is going through what you're going through. Yeah. I think that's kind of like why we're here today. Right. It's like, there's just, I mean, it sucks to feel anxious. It sucks to feel depressed, but to feel it and think you're the only one feeling it, it makes it even more heavy. It makes it even more like just like, I think that's when it comes that's when it can get to a point of like being like an unmanageable emotion is if you feel like you're feeling it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I I like to think that we're kind of unprogramming that idea that you can't talk about it. Like I like to think that, but I'm an open person. I know that there's a lot of people that still feel like they shouldn't be able to talk about it. Um, and like, who am I to tell them that they should feel like they can? Like, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like, just because I feel like I can talk about it easily doesn't mean someone else can like it. That probably depends on how they grew up and the circumstances of how they grew up and all that. Um, but like everyone, everyone's just kind of fighting their own battle. And, and a lot of the times, like, we don't even know what it is until you really get to know someone. And like, like, I don't know. Think about how many people I know that are even like friends that I hang out with at the gym weekly. I still don't know their story. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what they're dealing with. Um, So like sometimes I'll even admit like I get a little triggered where it's like, share your story, share your story. And like, I'm the share of the story. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's just like, Okay, like if people want to share, they can share. But I, at the same time, like I kind of get the the idea of wanting to normalize this stuff too, so that if you you can feel anxious, you can feel depressed, but you don't have to feel it alone. Yeah, and I think like what's happening right now is such a weird combination that us as a culture, we're we are starting to talk about these things more freely. But at the same time, social media is more rampant than ever. Like as the days go on, it's just getting worse. And we almost went through like a cycle, right? Where it was like, it started out rampant. And then it got to this kind of spot where it was like a safe place to share. And like, people would kind of, there were, oh, there's always trolls, but like, 
I do feel like maybe 2017 to 2020, like there was a little bit of a safe pocket in the internet where you could share your challenges and stuff and not get roasted. And then it kind of flipped again where trolls are everywhere. Yeah, I think it definitely like ebbs and flows for sure. And I don't know. I was like talking to someone about um, Aaron's death. And the first thing that like the person reacted with was like, yeah, that is sad. But like, I heard he was pretty like problematic. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, I'm, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. And there's probably a reason well, like. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking like this person has been in the public eye since they were what, like eight or nine years old. Yeah. Everyone cared so much about him when people benefited from him and he was creating things that other people wanted to hear. And then the moment that that he didn't want that for himself anymore, he wanted to do something different. Everyone stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Everyone started calling him crazy and yeah people just weren't giving him the attention that they once did and I'm sure that that messed with his head because he's a human being and obviously he has also struggled with substance abuse and addiction and that you know those those things go hand in hand when people go through really tough things they feel like no one else is on their side they're being called problematic and it's like why aren't we, if, if we want to be these advocates for mental health so badly, why are we also the same people that want to like cancel and call people problematic and like crave to see only the bad in people? Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm confused why that's happening simultaneously. It's fun. Like that's, it's, it's laughs, it's fun, it's drama, it's, e-news it's something to talk about like it's if you remove the human aspect then yeah it's fun to talk about right like oh my god kanye west is fucking going crazy like but if you can humanize kanye then it's not funny at all but if you're not thinking like it's so easy to turn we've seen the aaron carter story where aaron carter turns out he goes through that struggle and then he comes out the other side and everyone loves it. You know what that guy's name is? Justin Bieber. Like mm-hmm. Justin went through that same exact story as Aaron. Um, addiction people, Aaron paid security to wake him up throughout the, the night to keep him alive. Like mm-hmm. Justin Bieber was on path to be Aaron Carter, but something clicked for him and who's to say that wasn't going to click for Aaron next week. Like, I don't, I don't know right. that um, something clicked and and now everyone loves Justin, right? Like, Oh my gosh, the comeback. No America. And that's the thing too. Like America loves or people love the downfall, but they also love a comeback story. And it's almost like they love the fall because that's something that's entertaining. It's fun to watch whatever but the comeback story hits them in the heart where that could be them that's their cousin 
that's when they have the human aspect to it is is the comeback but the the downfall is just like they're watching a movie or where i mean i can't i can't act like i've never made a kanye west joke like it's just like it's easy to to see a celebrity you see him on tv and then everyone uses the same line which is so annoying how they have so much money how oh i feel so bad for him and his lamborghini I feel it's like, dude, they would give all of that up to feel normal. Yeah. <laughs> they would give all of that up to just because you have a Lamborghini does not mean that you don't feel or that you're just happy all the time. Like if you've ever gotten anything you, that you've worked hard for, you know, that feeling goes away immediately. Right. But if it's a physical, tangible thing. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I feel like Kanye is kind of like an extreme example because like, I mean, I think there are certain topics where it's like racism, sexual assault, obviously like worst case scenario, like murdering somebody, you know, there are big topics where it's like, okay, these things are like warranted and people need to take responsibility. Like I understand that, but it's also like, I do feel as though, and this happened with Selena we only want to give people the benefit of the doubt as long as they don't give us any reasons to not like them. Mm. And that just feels very conditional to me. And it's just like, I want to love and support you and believe you, but only if you agree with everything that I agree with and you've never said anything stupid and you've never done anything stupid. And then I, then I will love and support you. And it's like, why are we not understanding that we're all so painfully human? Like we all make so many mistakes on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why we're not recognizing that someone can say something stupid and still deserve compassion. Because guess what? If you said something stupid and then you had a bad day would you want everyone to just turn their backs against or you know turn against you just because you have made a mistake in the past like i don't know it's just it's the human uh, bias yeah you know what i mean it's like if i get a speeding ticket or if if i run a red light i'm like oh shit like i'm i have to pay better attention that was bad like oh shit but if someone else runs one, I'm that fucking idiot. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want you. It's OK if I make the mistake because I feel like I know the intention behind it or I know I'm not a bad person or whatever that might be. But if you do it. Oh, man, I think like the real issue here, like the recurring theme on my end is like. Sometimes, like for me, I guess I just I don't look at celebrities and i i feel like i do i do try and be conscious of this but like in moments um i don't look at them as like human or i don't look at the person in the car next to me as a human like that would be probably a better example like you're just in my way and you're going slow and mm-hmm. why are you doing that like right i'm not even thinking that someone's grandpa who is probably like you know got two years left to live and he's just he just doesn't want to be in the retirement home because like that's once he goes there he doesn't get to do anything anymore like 
when you think about that story, that's a lot more sad. And like, really, I can't wait five seconds for right. for me to like, for the car to pass so I can go around them. Like, I think it's real easy to, to dehumanize that type of stuff and, and just like, look at someone and, and not think anything about their story. And that, that goes for, that goes for everything, right? It goes for the person that broke your heart. It goes for the person that, that flipped you off in traffic, the person that your boss that yelled at you when you didn't think you did anything wrong. Like, I don't know their story. They don't know my story. Like we're all just kind of out here just trying to get through the day. And like, I'd like to think we're doing our best, but sometimes, I mean, if someone would have tried you Thursday, you might've had a different reaction than you would have today, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I think like the point that I really want to make is just like, we keep preaching that like we, we want to not dehumanize each other and we want to not like desensitize ourselves to certain like like the bad news that we see you know on on like our news articles that we see on our phone we want to stop seeing all these like really like from from unkind to just like straight up evil we want to see all these bad things like stop happening but we're not even doing that in our day-to-day life with the people that we interact with all the time. So it's like, how do you expect the world to change when you can't even look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, maybe I'm part of the problem. Maybe, maybe cancel culture isn't just this like funny thing that happens on the internet. And it's like, no, people's lives are being ruined. And I saw this TikTok of like, what Aaron Carter used to do when he would go on TikTok lives and he would, he would just be messing around on his keyboard and just like trying to make new music. And like his comment section was just like flooded with negativity and that like he's off his rocker and no one likes his music now. And there's a reason why his family wants nothing to do with him, like really brutal things to say. And I'm just hoping that our generation and the generations like after us realize that, you know, it starts with us not making that comment on TikTok, you know, it starts with, yeah. And like, it's the, it's these little things. And, you know, the person that I was talking to, like when the news broke that Aaron passed away, you know, I'm sure that person, you know, does not have like these bad intentions. It's just like, I wish that we would kind of like check each other and be like, Hey, like, that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't care that he's problematic or he said something on Twitter once that you didn't agree with. He had a really hard life and now he's gone and that's really sad. And it can just be that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't respect anyone at the same time who like posts negative comments. I mean, that's like a whole nother level of hate. Like, I mean, saying something to your friend, it's like, oh, that's maybe I need to be checked on how my perspective is or whatever, if that makes sense. But to, to like intentionally hurt someone is just something I can't like comprehend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I would never comment on your video and be like, 
blah 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 and be like showed her like that just, i can't right. even relate to that <laughs> like what the what's what's the best case scenario like what did you get out of that um so mm-hmm. that would be like the easiest place to start right like in in all like there shouldn't be one negative comment on the internet like that would be so easy that sounds crazy but that would be so easy to just like i don't know a single one of my friends that's ever written a youtube comment probably period let alone <laughs> negative like <laughs> the fuck where are these people coming from yeah yeah i don't i don't know who these people are and there's definitely a certain bit of like you can be anonymous on the internet if you want to and i think that has a huge part in it it's just I don't know. I think that us not only saying and like hashtagging mental health matters, like I just, I don't think that's enough. And I think that being kind and understanding to even the people we do not like, that is when change is actually going to happen but I have no idea when that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen in my lifetime even. Um, but yeah, I just think that when, I don't know, when when we don't take care of each other, that's when, you know, people find substance. And that's when shit can really hit the fan and you can find yourself in a mental hospital because it can it can get really bad in here and i'm pointing to my head right now for people listening <laughs> you know it can get really bad and so before you make the like backhanded comment you know just please think. try to be aware please just think just think and you know i'm far from perfect like i it's not like i've ever Same. not done this shit but as i grow older as i grow more empathy um I'm just at the at the at the lowest level, like talking shit. I get why it's fun. I get why people want to do it like it. But it's it's such low hanging fruit. Like you can't talk about ideas. You can't talk about art. You can't talk about philosophy. You can't talk about anything other than like shit on other people. And again. I'm far from far from like we all have work to do yeah yeah like my hands are not clean on this one but at the end of the day it is low-hanging fruit like you seriously don't have anything more interesting to talk about than other people that's that's kind of shitty and like if that's the case then i don't know maybe try you may need to be around (laughs) different people if that's the only thing that you have in common with with a person is being negative and gossiping and talking bad, you should probably reevaluate the relationship that you have with that person and be like, do you guys not? Yeah. Like what you're saying, like, do you not have like hobbies to talk about or like movies or anything? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm hoping that when, when people go to hashtag like suicide awareness, like don't, don't just think that that is, you that's great i'm glad but at the same time try to be aware of a situation when it's like i am really mad at this person 
but I'm going to try to put myself in their shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to see from their point of view and it's extremely uncomfortable. And when you just straight up don't understand someone, it's, you know, it's hard, but it's not impossible. And if we'd all want to be more aware when it comes to mental illness and being conscientious of people's mental health, you know, it starts with the one-on-one interactions. That's like really all I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and like, I heard this, this saying, I guess you could call it a saying this, like, I heard somebody talk about how they put up a photo of them as a child in their mirror. So like when anytime they were talking negative to themselves, they could look at that photo and be like, you're talking negative to that person. And like, that's great that, it, you know, you know, that person, but like, you can do that for other people too. Like you don't need yeah. the photo of, of them, but like, obviously, but everyone's just like, no one would be mean to an eight-year-old. And we know we all went to school with eight-year-olds that they came to school just a little different, right? Like quiet, like, I don't mean this in a bad look, like dirty, like there was always those kids where mm-hmm. it's like their home life probably isn't the best. And right. Those people have grown up and I don't know what they're doing now, but like they've been through their, I'm sure like the statistically, they're probably more prone to addiction or whatever it might be. Right. Like, cause that's just how it happens. Like people people that don't have connection with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody wants to be addicted to alcohol. No one like, yeah, it's glamorized in certain areas or whatever. And like, that's cool. But no one wants to be drinking at home by themselves because they don't feel okay. Like no Mm -hmm. one wants to do that. So you got there somehow, like whatever that might be. Um, We all had our own journeys to that. But we all kind of found comfort in alcohol. And that's like what worked for us until it didn't work for us, right? Like, (laughs) it it worked for a while, obviously, or else we wouldn't have kept doing it. But mm-hmm. um, then it stopped working. And everyone kind of has that story with whatever it may be. It may be alcohol, it may be just like human connection. It may be talking shit, like in all honesty, maybe that's where they found connection was talking shit or being a troll on the internet. Like yeah. maybe that got them attention. And it's the first time in their life they got attention. Like I don't, I'm just trying to be like, to your point, I'm just trying to like come up with these stories where it's like, this, this could be why. And like, maybe I have to be empathetic to the, the person that can't, that can't quit talking shit online. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's endless scenarios that this can, you know, be shown, but I don't know. I'm just hoping that as time goes on, we'll get more aware of what it actually means to want change when it comes to mental health and when it comes to taking care of each other. And really it's, it's all going to start with us looking in the mirror. And I want to also reiterate that I am not perfect and I have a lot of work to do. Um, But I think that we, we can do better. I think, and I think it's getting better as, as time goes on. but just be aware, please. It's hard out there as is, you know. Yeah, no shit. Gotta 
we got to take care of each other and rest in peace, Aaron, because that just, oh my God, it just broke my heart for some reason seeing that. I don't know why that hit some type of like heartstring in me, but it did. And now I don't want to see headlines like that anymore. Yeah. I felt that with Mac. Like when Mac passed, it was like, holy crap. Like this actually feels like somebody that I know passed away. Like I had that gut feeling and, you know, like, yeah, sad. It's sad. Oh, that wasn't bad for not planning anything. (laughs) (laughs) But it's about all the heavy I can take right now. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Maybe next week we'll be a little more positive but chipper cats yeah (laughs) (laughs) well thank you guys that'll be episode number 16 chipper cats chipper cats love all right cool have a good night bye